Welcome to our brand new show It's not that complicated so listen close We'll go through IMDB Reviewing all of an actor's movies Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank So hey Jamie, I uh I hear you like games. Uh, oh, oh! You mean host of Jamie's Gamey Corner? <laughs> uh, Maybe. So uh, we're going to begin this week with a uh, fun game, of course, okay. uh, related to the film watching this week, Rio. Yep. Yep. Which is to say that I'm going to name some countries, and you're going to tell me their capital. Okay. Okay. You ready for this? I'm absolutely ready. This this sounds like the kind of skill that would be useful in a pub quiz. So I know this is maybe something <laughs> which uh, could be up your street. So we're going to start off with an easy one. We're going to start off with an easy one. Uh, what is the capital of Austria? Uh, Vienna. Correct. What is the capital of Belgium? Uh, the capital... Oh, the capital... Uh, Brussels. What is the capital of Belize? I do not know the... Uh, oh, why is Cape Verde popped into my head? That might be a different country. <laughs> Is that, uh, that correct or incorrect? Completely incorrect. incorrect. The answer Completely was incorrect. Belmopan. Okay, um, never heard I'm, of that. I'm probably murdering that pronunciation. What's the capital of Gabon? Gonna go with Gabon City. Libreville. Okay. What is the uh, capital of the Federated States of Micronesia? No clue. Palikir. What is the capital of Swaziland? No clue. <laughs> Bam- Sorry, I'm going to mispronounce this. Bab- nah. See, you're choosing these. Bab- Bab- nah. I am <laughs> you're, choosing you're these. That was on me. I thought it looked cool, then I tried it, and then I couldn't do it. Um, what is the capital of? Uh, if everyone playing back home, of course, you can play along with this too. Uh, Uzbekistan. No clue. Al, please. <laughs> Tashkent. Okay, I'll give you an easier one. What's the capital of the Vatican City? The capital of Vatican City. The the, yeah. the, the, the Vatican. Vatican City. <laughs> Correct. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was a trick question. All right, um, I'm gonna give you. Uh, I'm gonna give you three last ones. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna try and make them easier ones. Okay. Uh, ones you may have heard. So uh, we're gonna start with the uh, most difficult. What is the capital of Wales? Uh, the capital of Wales. Uh, is it Cardiff or is it Swansea or is it a complete? Is it one of the ones where it's neither of those? Um, I'm gonna go with Cardiff. Correct. It was, in fact, Cardiff. Okay. What is the capital of Tunisia? Oh, oh, see, this is one of those ones where I feel like I do know it, and you're going to tell me it, and I'm going to be angry, and I don't want to guess if I'm not 100%, because I might say, like, the capital of Turkey instead. Uh, I'm going to go with Ankara. It is, in fact, Tunis. Oh, shit. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and finally, yeah. what is the capital of Syria? Oh, that's bad. Oh, I feel like I should know this one. I feel like it's probably been in the news quite a lot. Um, I, Al, I've got to be honest with you. I try not to read the news because I can't read, obviously. Um, obviously. But also because the news is depressing. Nope, not going to take a guess. Go on. Damascus. Fuck. Ah, oh, see, see, I'm really glad I didn't do what I was going to do when you first said it, which was I was immediately going to go, yeah, I feel like I'm pretty good at capital cities. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm really glad I didn't do that. So hello and 
and welcome to Blank Spank, Season 2, The Hathaway Stash Away, the show where we're chronologically reviewing Anne Hathaway's entire IMDb. I'm Jamie Loxon, with me as always is my co-host Al Gillespie. Say hello, Al! Hello, Al. Jamie, uh, I am I am worryingly under-caffeinated, uh, so this is going to be a nice <laughs> loosey-goosey episode, alright? It's going to be oh. loosey-goosey, but also oh, tight. What, what, yeah, I was going to say, what, what about being uncaffeinated is loosey-goosey? Surely it's like, chill. Surely it's like a, like, no, like a, like a, like a lounge vibe. Oh, Jamie, um, spoken as someone who's never gone through withdrawal. Uh, no, it's, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, so it's simultaneously like, you know, I'm tired, so I'm loose. But also that I'm like high strung. So it's like you're playing a uh, bass guitar, which someone is tuning while you're playing me. All right. So sometimes <laughs> you're going to hit a note. It's going to sound a bit weird. All right. That's just how it's going to happen cool how's your um, week i mean i got vaccinated this week so that was pretty fucking good uh, <laughs> don't mean, I, I don't want to say anymore you i wasn't gonna bring it up i wasn't gonna bring it up al and then you asked no, me how my I'm week not, was i'm not looking you off. asked me how, I'm, what did you I get know, I, I, I got like the super super special one with like extra 5g <laughs> what you got the extra you radiate 5g now they got yeah, the nanobots yeah, yeah, in you your bloodstream you know how you know how Elon Musk was on SNL this week? That's because of me. <laughs> That's because of the blood coursing through my veins. I mean, here's the fun fact, obviously. So Elon Musk, as we all know, uh, alive because we brought him into the podcast uh, yep. a couple of weeks ago now. Um, but unfortunately now dead again because I hear he bombed. So, you know, it's um, <laughs> really sad. I, he was fine. I've watched a few of it. It like it what what the, there was like a couple of sketches that were like pretty bad um but people like to dunk on snl like it isn't a sketch show a live sketch show written in like w- written in a week with a new starring role every single time yeah it like it kind of sucks most of the time that's kind of like it, it doesn't even suck it's just mediocre most of the time and that's what this was it was mediocre as you would have expected with fucking elon musk who like does not have any comedic timing so what do you fucking expect so whatever don't, people people dunk on snl unnecessarily like you go fucking try and write better shit in a week under pressure eat a bag of dicks you've seen what we wow. do on this podcast wow jamie <laughs> let me tell you about a little show called uh the now show from i don't even know if that still happens or if it's still funny but i remember them doing that in a week jamie and it was funnier all right okay uh, yeah i'm sure you did just like everyone thinks that snl was funnier when they were kids and that's not true you just only remember the good parts you fucking morons yeah, it's I, like I everything. It's like Monty Python. Everyone's like, "Oh, Monty Python never misses." Like, no, you just don't remember the the ones that suck. And Monty Python didn't write a show every week in a week with a new person coming in each time. So yeah, SNL sometimes has really good sketches, and most of the time the sketches are mediocre. That's mm. fine. So SNL sometimes has okay sketches, and sometimes has more often has ugh, sketches. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. Occasionally they will have a great one. More often than not, they are fine, and then, are, but also as regularly, there are just not particularly great ones. Yeah, it's fine. Anyway, it's fine. like the, you know, this the, is, Jamie. This is Jamie, a, here's yes. the thing: ever since the apocalypse happened, it's been really sad because obviously, Lorne Michaels passed away, and by the alien invasion, and <laughs> yeah. they just they were left with you know all the bit players had to become main parts. Right, so it was yeah. Elon Musk just surrounded <laughs> by people. Al, who didn't what know did the you of. think Lorne Michaels did? <laughs> did you think he was a main starring role on SNL this whole time? That's why it survived for so long. Is he just comes in and just knocks it out the park I, every I've week? Seventy-year-old Lorne Michaels. I've only uh, read the Game of Thrones books and then watched the last season of Game of Thrones. But I heard that Lorne Michaels just came in and just starts stealing people's faces like Arya Stark. All right, she's just <laughs> wearing people's faces and playing all the roles. <laughs> Oh dear. Uh, but we are not the show that chronologically reviews every episode of 
SNL as much as I'd like us to be. I think that'd be pretty good fun. Um, uh, <laughs> is that season three? Who knows? Um, no, of course it's not. Uh, we are the show that chronologically reviews Anne Hathaway's entire IMDb. And we're just going to get right into it this week. Uh, if you want to hear about what's going on, we referenced it. You know, there's people who are dead from an apocalypse and we're trying to fight back to galvanize humanity. Listen to next week's episode. It's a special one. We'll talk about it at the end. But I promise you, it's going to be a fucking law heavy one. So if you want to know what's going on uh, in the world, but of course you will know it anyway, because you're the only people who are alive, because the only people who are alive are the people who listen to this podcast, thanks to the alien apocalypse that happened at the end of the season one. But let's just dive into it and talk about this week's film, Rio. I don't know why I rolled the R. I don't know whether that's offensive. I speak Spanish. They don't speak Spanish in Brazilian. Shut up, Jamie. <laughs> they don't speak Spanish in Brazilian. They don't speak... I'm, a, I'm a mess, Al. I'm a mess. Please take over. You are the person that's talking. Give me some goddamn film context about uh, Rio from 2010. Rio, uh, directed and uh, written by Carlos Saldana. Uh, also with story by uh, L. Richie Jones. Uh, Rio started actually kind of quite a long time ago. It started back in 1996 originally, uh, where a penguin washed up on the streets of Rio. Um, which, so 1995, uh, a penguin washed up on the beaches of Impanana. Um, however, after the films Happy Feet and Surf's Up came out, they thought, oh, we can't do another penguin movie about penguins and beaches. We've got to do a different kind of bird. <laughs> so they found uh, this kind of blue macaw which, of course, uh, is the central character of the show, uh, the uh, movie played by Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg. We should say this is uh, a Blue Sky movie, which people recognise most famously from Recipes. Ice Age. Um, yeah. So the the first few Ice Age movies uh, came out before this, and this was uh, sort of one of their first big projects after Ice Age. Uh, Blue Sky has now gone under uh, for reasons. Uh, it didn't go like under. Big... It got closed it... by Disney. Ah. Oh, it got bought by it, 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 it was bought as part of the Fox acquisition and Disney closed it down. It did not go under. It wasn't uh, it was never hugely financially like Yeah. It was never like a Disney level or Pixar level thing, but they weren't they were like a picture to picture kind of thing. I mean, and, I mean, we have to say Al, can you give me the numbers on this film because it it's surprising how much money this film made. Yeah, this made money made quite a lot of money. I can tell you See, I was re- I was really hoping I was I was setting yeah, you, you up with a so, softball there. <laughs> well, well, sure. Uh, so, with a budget of ninety million dollars, this movie made, which is a lot of money for this movie, uh, it made four hundred eighty-three million dollars. So, yep, yeah. yeah, quadrupled this money worldwide. Um, got had got a sequel, which in- got a sequel, which was surprisingly successful as well. Um, we will obviously talk <laughs> eventually have to fucking talk about that movie as well. Um, but uh, no, this was this was a successful follow-up for them to to Ice Age. Um, before they started uh, on a relatively steady decline, um, which is probably not helped by the fact that I don't know where Blue Sky got their money from. Maybe it just they got lucky with Ice Age and then they had shit loads of money. They got the money but, from Fox. Um, um, but I like I'm not surprised that at the time these movies were very successful because around about the late uh, late tens uh, or late two thousands and early twenty uh, tens. There weren't that many companies making big scale, big budget, uh, full 3D animated movies. We saw this with, um, uh, what was it? Red? What was that movie? What was the fucking Little Red Riding Hood movie we watched? Oh, no, but that, that's, that, that is different. That, that was um, uh, Hoodwinked. Hoodwinked. Um, 
there weren't and uh, there weren't many people because we saw with Third Rank where it was a low budget and it wasn't very good. Um, there weren't many huge companies who had the money to make a big full scale three D animated movie because it was quite fucking expensive as it's seen from ninety million dollars to made to make Rio. Um, so you had Disney doing it, you had Pixar doing it. And then not really many other people, which is why Blue Sky had sort of a, a niche to fill. Whereas now there's more companies that have the money to do it, but also it's a little bit cheaper to do it. So you do get full scale 3D animated movies that can come out pretty regularly from, you know, all the movies that fucking James Corden ends up in for some fucking reason. Sure. So I, it's, I think... it's less of a novelty to see a full big scale for big budget animated movie i don't think it was particularly that big a novelty in 2011 though like i i think sure in the so hoodwinked obviously comes out in 2004 but hoodwinked is a independent movie yes like shrek comes out in 2001 and like after shrek pretty much all animated movies were or like going forward the majority of animated movies tended to be in like 3d animation like there were obviously some like where there was a transition point between 2d and 3d but by definitely by 2011 but how many companies were making those movies other than DreamWorks and, and Disney slash Pixar? There weren't that many I mean, companies well, I mean, making them. And that's why Blue Sky had had the opportunity sure, to fill a market sure. hole. I, I, yeah, I think Blue Sky were the kind of biggest of the... The best of the rest. Sure. If if Pixar is the kind of the, the in kind of like what we think of animation and to specifically animated movies, Pixar is kind of the like A plus tier... Um, you have the kind of Disney Animation Studio, and I think what I think where really it came into being is that Disney Animated, um, in terms of three D, really didn't come into being better until about uh, Tangles. Like they had the kind of yeah. uh, they had their revival in terms of animated films, uh, with Tangle kind of kicking off, going to Frozen, Frozen Two, um, Moana, um, bunch of stuff. Right, that that kind of kicks Disney back off. So really, for a while, you should have Pixar movies. You have some traditional 2D animated movies. You do have stuff by DreamWorks, and DreamWorks is probably the people kind of pushing um, pushing Disney the most. And then you have Blue Sky as this kind of slightly weird third, slightly third-tier thing, right? Like, the yeah. Ice Age movies weren't ever... Like, the first one was fine, but, like, they sort of just were what they were. But they made money, and, and that's, that's yeah. my point, is I, I think it's unsurprising that there was a decline as you saw more more studios, more people able to make these 3D movies through the 2010s into now. Um, I mean, whereas at the time, as we are pointing out, Disney weren't fully in the, the 3D game by that point. Um, you had Pixar and DreamWorks, and then not really much else. So the, was, the market was less saturated and sure. less, and you were able what to capitalize What I will say that. was, so over... So uh in terms of feature films blue sky released um like 13 feature films right ice age being the first um the most successful being ice age continental drift so that's the third one which made uh or actually ice age dawn of the dinosaurs so that's uh, that which is the third one uh, which made uh almost a billion dollars Jesus on a 90 million dollar budget i think part of, you, you are right like but it's not even necessarily like a massive decline like ice age closing course in 2016 makes about 400 million dollars Ferdinand in 2017 makes it 300, so it's it's still tripling its budget. That's not bad. Spies in the Sky has only made 171 million, but that came out December 25th, 2019. So it still made more than its budget back, and also it came out right before COVID, and so you had like your yeah. December 25th means you're really not having that long a period before you're kind of reaching the COVID. Didn't do super well, don't get me wrong, and also by that point they've been bought over by uh disney so like there's an element of that kind of happening to it where 
how well is Disney actually going to market this film kind of thing. Um, when really, that's a film which they would have inherited from Fox, more yeah. so than one they would have commissioned themselves. And then I think it's more so the case that, like, after that, um, people... Like, it, the, in reality, like, they were closed down because... Not because they weren't profitable. Like, $171 million return on $100 million is, like, not great, but not bad. And $296 million on $100 million is pretty okay. But it's that Disney has... An in-house that has several in-house animation studios and they similar to a lot of stuff which happened with fox which was hey this was these were things they weren't making disney money but they were making fine money and disney doesn't like making fine money <laughs> disney wants to make billions of dollars like that, that is all they care about and like disney the is, the day, is justin can... timberlake in in the social network essentially yeah. no 100 percent. like it's Disney doesn't want... Like, Ice Age made, at its most, almost a billion. Which I'm sure... So, hey, if you ever get a Ice Age sequel from Disney, I wouldn't be super surprised if they rebooted at some point. But even then, like, the people who kind of stepped into Blue Sky's steps have more been uh, Illumination, who are the guys who do the Minions yes. movies, yeah. who do um, did the Grinch and stuff like that. They really kind of... I agree there was, like, a transition point where Blue Sky went from being the kind of probably the big third-tier one to, like, Illumination became the one which makes a lot, like, a lot of money. Um, but I, I it was more, I think it's more just a case of, like, hey, why did a bunch of people get fired when Fox got bought? And it's because, like, well, some of those people Disney has stuff to do for. And on those people, it's like, Disney's not interested in making... Disney's not interested in making movies. They're interested in making money. Like... Yeah, and it annoys me that Rio 2 is on Disney+, Plus, but Rio 1 is not. Oh, it is for me. It is for you. This is bullshit. I had to fucking pay for this movie, and this movie was boring. Right, have you got anything else to say about the the behind the scenes of this movie Um, before I let you go ham on this plot? Not, not, not particularly. So uh, we'll kind of just quickly go over the cast, Uh, of course. uh, Yeah, bonkers cast. uh, Yeah, Anne Hathaway starring uh, as... Uh, Jewel the Bird, uh, Jesse Eisenberg as Blue. Uh, hilariously, Jesse Eisenberg did the audio for this while he was um, filming The Social Network. He did it on weekends. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I found that very funny. Uh, also starring, I'm not going to bother saying the characters, but in here, uh, Leslie Mann as Linda, as, as Blue's owner, uh, Rodrigo Santoro, uh, Jane Lynch, Wanda Sykes, Jamie Foxx, Will I, Will I Am for some weird yeah, reason. Will I Am. I, oh my god i oh but, but okay i forgot that i want to do something about what the fucking will i am bit in this anyway okay but that is that is uh right now kind of most of the stuff um yeah obviously made a crap ton of money like really uh, oh, you, you are you are forgetting this, a very, uh, it also a very good performance jermaine clement jermaine clement plays the the uh villain bird in this jermaine yes, clement I from uh, flight of the concords you are correct um there was one other thing when was the that's 2016 so it's a little bit earlier i was going to say um it might actually, but Rio Two probably does come out closer to the 2016 Olympics. Um, yes, probably a little bit closer. Three yeah, years yeah. before, but yeah. Um, Rio Two, th- yeah, 2014 made a million. Um, this movie was pretty well reviewed, like you know, pretty about 72 percent really? on Rotten Tomatoes. Fuck yep, hell. 63 on uh, Metacritic. Rotten Tomatoes, I maintain, is not necessarily like it's an interesting metric because it's not necessarily like a metric of quality so much as like how many people didn't didn't dislike this. But I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Uh, well, we'll get into it, but I don't know how you sure. can dislike it. Right, let's, let's get into this. Uh, so well, I'm going to do well, the plot. This Al, Al, we, yeah. wait, before we get into the plot, we've, of course, got to do Six Degrees of Tom Hanks, sure. uh, where we uh, connect 
this film to our erstwhile uh, season one star Tom Hanks by virtue of the uh, game Six Degrees of Separation uh, by people who have starred together in films. I've got quite an interesting uh, route this week. I'm pretty happy with it. I uh, have so, a pretty good one too. So we've got uh, in... Fuck, I've forgotten it already. I've forgotten it. How did I get... Oh, Jesse Eisenberg appears uh, in Zombieland with Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson stars in Three Billboards uh, with Sam Rockwell, who stars in The Green Mile with Tom Hanks. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Rodrigo Santoro, who plays Tulio, uh, the Professor Tulio in this, uh, is in Love Actually, where he co-stars <sighs> with Laura Linney. Laura Linney is, of course, in Sully. That's a very good one. Rodrigo Santoro, I believe, plays the... Well, he's in Laura Linney's uh, plotline. He's the he's the hot yeah. boyfriend uh, the hot in that plotline. I looked at him and I was like, Carl. fuck, I, I recognise that dude. Um, and that's who he is. Um, good. Right, Al, I'm going... Normally, I sort of drive the plot, but frankly, um, I thought this film was really boring. Jamie, yeah. uh, so I'm going to let Jamie, you... Let go here's off, the Jay. thing, all right? Jamie gives lovely plot descriptions. Often, and when it's an interesting movie, really good. However, sometimes we have films we don't want to talk too much about the plot about, and Jamie will still go through them in wonderful detail. <laughs> so instead, I get to recall this from memory. Jamie will correct me if I go wildly, wildly off-key, if there's anything he wants to mention in particular. But instead, we begin, and of course, in the wonderful uh, the wonderful jungle, jungles of the Amazon, uh, birds are flying everywhere. This is a musical. This is a musical? Yes, that's right, guys. There are some songs in yes. this. It's kind of yep. a musical. It's one of those weird, like, uh, I guess, less of a musical than Tangled, but you know, there are songs. Sure, why not? Uh, the birds are all flying. They're talking Look, about. Look, we have Will I Am, we have Jamie Foxx. They're going to rap at some point. Fucking deal with it. Exactly. <laughs> And, there's little and I baby, want to talk about that song. Baby McCall. And this little baby yep. McCall's in his little nest, and he's like, I'm a little baby McCall. And all the birds are flying around. Uh, and Al's uh, recording has stopped. Uh, <laughs> it was just on such a roll. Uh, but we will take a break just there, and we will be right back. Blank spank. And okay. we're back. Uh, the- see, sometimes, sometimes our listeners wouldn't know it, but you know, your your audio breaks off, and I'm talking, and you know, we just we just smooth over it. Sometimes your audio cuts out when you're mid sentence, and I, I just I'm not I can't edit around that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have a new desk soon, Jamie, and it's gonna be so good. I'm just gonna not be able to. Here's the issue. I think it's like if a wire moves slightly, sometimes it just decides to stop working. Anyway, we go back into it. The little cute baby bird, Blue. That's right. He tries to fly and fails. He cannot fly. He's a bird, though. Well, you got to learn how to fly. Your mama's got to teach you how to fly. Uh, and then gets stolen by some poachers. That's right. He's a rare McCaw. Uh, he's getting take. He's been going to poach all the way to uh, Minnesota, where it's nice and cold. Uh, very appropriate uh, for a Canadian here, uh, where he manages to escape and is found by a young girl who proceeds to tell him that uh, she will look after him and they'll be best friends. Who I thought was Anne Hathaway for quite a long time until Anne Hathaway turned up. It's actually Leslie Mann. Leslie Mann, who I I, I love, uh, not dearly, but, you know, I'm always happy to see Leslie Mann and stuff, you know, good for her, good for you. Um, She proceeds to, in this, uh, do a couple things. They then kind of grow up together. Um, we kind of find the, uh, she likes books. Uh, Blues becomes a really nerdy macaw. She opens a bookstore when she's older. And they're living a nice life. And, and Blue doesn't necessarily like the other birds. He sees some Canadian geese who are jerks. Uh, one is like, I believe, plays one of the geese. Yep, and Jane Lynch um, plays the other. Yep. Uh, under using both of them. I don't, I, like, I don't know why. Yeah, yeah if, you, if you get these two in, why have them in for one fucking scene? 
sure. Um, Blue's like, haha, I'm inside and warm, and that's great. And I'm going to have some cookies and some uh, hot chocolate. I'm not sure why this woman is feeding her bird yeah. cookies and hot chocolate. But, but the idea is he likes his human life. He's mm. He's got a human life, and it's good, and it's comfy. It's a- it's at this point that I ask myself, uh, how long do uh, birds live, Jamie? So I want you to guess, without looking up, how long a macaw lives. How long do I think a blue macaw lives? Um, oh, I reckon they got a strong, strong like 12 years. Strong 12 years out of a blue macaw. Okay, okay. 50. Whoa! Holy shit! Yeah. I was confused because she's like, tw- she owns a store, right? Like, she's got to be like 26 or something. It's kind of weird. A long time has passed. Um, at this point... Uh, Rodrigo Santoro shows up, and Rodrigo's uh, a crazy weird bird guy. He's kind of weirdly into birds in like a weird way. Like I don't really like it. Like a weird. Yeah, he he way. he later specifically says that he likes women who have the eyes of a large blue macaw, um, and That's it's really convenient that Leslie Mann character does. Um, they then she says, "Look, I uh, blue is like the la- one of the last of his kind." We have a female of the species down in Rio, sunny Rio. Uh, we need you to come down for... Um, to try and make uh, the mate, to, basically. They, they, the these these birds gone fuck. No, I'm going to be honest. I, at this point, I've decided that I've there's a version of this film that I would like a lot more, where it's about pandas, where someone just like has a panda in their backyard. <laughs> 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 uh. I'm going to make the pandas. That'd be a much funnier film. Um, anyway, so they're going to go make these birds bang. This is a lot of pressure on this uh, Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> and uh is is in fact terrible so should they then uh proceed to go to rio it's sunny will i am is there uh, uh jamie they... fox yeah they're, lo- they're local birds who are celebrating the carnival where are any of the, if all of these birds are local to brazil where are any of the brazilian birds who knows are we gonna have well, will mig- i am birds and... migrate i guess but also here's my issue right like yep when is rio carnival is it during winter for us like uh it's before lent it's not when it I, I i i could not tell you when rio de carnival is i assume it's it's a relatively uh su- sunny times in brazil but sunny times in brazil will be slightly different from sunny times in um uh in america yeah, i guess it, it so for example uh in 2022 it's gonna be february 25th to march 2nd so i get i guess sure it'd be it'd be cold in uh in, in minnesota Michigan at that point so at that point and they then go to the uh, they go through they she finds out there's carnival which means there's gonna be lots of dancing and lots of people in kind of um tight outfits dancing and she's like oh in minnesota we don't do that because apparently there are no strip clubs in minnesota no i don't know um at this point they go see the birds uh again this guy's a creep uh who puts weird bird seed in his mouth and all the birds eat out of his mouth yes yeah he feeds them like a mama bird it's very and then he offers the woman to eat from his mouth too in what is the weirdest kink i've ever seen for sure (laughs) you know no shame here um they then put the birds together we find jewel now jewel speaks portuguese Yes, uh, yes. Anne Hathaway speaks Portuguese in this movie. Um, again, I like... Which is I, weird because no none of the other local birds did. Yeah, none I, of the other local birds do. None of the other local birds are Brazilian. Uh, there there are a few Brazilian characters uh, voicing Brazilian humans, which, you know, uh, well, not, not even necessarily yeah. Brazilian, but Hispanic characters, as uh, Hispanic actors voicing uh, Brazilian uh, humans. Uh, but... But none of the birds. None of the birds. You got no, you got Jesse no. Eisenberg. You got you got a, a kiwi in um, uh, in Domain Clements. You got Jamie Fox and Will I Am. 
just know Jesse Eisenberg is. Bird. I can't actually call him Jesse Eisenberg anymore. He's now Jesse Eisenberg, <laughs> but um, is the only one who I think no, no acceptable. But like this is what I would call the Isle of Dogs problem, um, which is like, hey, like it's a, a film set in another country, but all the main characters uh, are speaking yeah. English. And and when it comes to the the music that they're potentially going to try and replicate, we will get to that later. Um, sure. They then but try and bang. Yeah. However, uh, Jewel is not having it. Uh, she's trying to escape. She doesn't want to live in captivity. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg wants to live in captivity uh, because he's a good little boy who just wants to have sex with another bird. This is a weird um, kids movie. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a lot about fucking. Um, but so yeah, they, they, then es- oh, they think it's stolen. Yes, they um, get stolen. So they're, they're left uh, to be looked after by uh, a security guard. Uh, but um, uh, Nigel, who play who's played by Jermaine Clement, um, like break breaks in. He's he's the bad bird. Um, he's been feigning uh, injury, uh, but he actually is the a bird of a local smuggler. Um, who and they, yeah, they so they get stolen. Um, Blue and and Jewel because they're the last two Blue McCaws. That's that's valuable. Yeah. That's that's expensive. They get they get stolen. A wee kid kind of uh, ferries them across. Uh, a wee kid from the favela. Uh, it kind of ferries them across to um, the smuggler. The smuggler's like, these are going to sell for so much money. I'm going to be so rich. How the birds pretend to be dead and he's mad. Uh, at this point, that um, Jewel tries to fly away to escape, having played dead. However, the the, uh, the scary cockatoo, uh, Jermaine Clant, uh, catches them and they are then, Jewel and Blue are then chained together. Yes. Um, which seems like a weird thing to do to a bird, but okay, sure. Uh, at this point, Jewel finds out that Blue can't fly. Yeah. Uh, as they try to escape and fly out. Um, however, and she's like, you can't fly, you're a bird. And he's like, hey, lots of birds walk. Cool. Uh, they then, I don't know how, but end up in the jungle. Kind of, there's a big chase sequence. They then end up in the jungle. Yeah. Um, Where I, they meet. Quite... Um, uh, what what kind of bird Lopez. is that? What kind of bird toucan? is that? A toucan, yes. I can't remember who plays the toucan. I think George Lopez. Yes, George Lopez. Thank you. Um, so yeah, they meet a Tugan who's going to introduce them uh, to all the people of the jungle, uh, which includes a bunch of monkeys for some reason. I don't, why, I don't know. Why I, said, I don't know why I said that. Like I don't know. I'm just being flippant with oh, this movie. Everyone to be a knows dick. monkeys don't fucking live in the jungle. They live in the Arctic. Idiot. Um, so at this point, yeah, uh, George Lopez, because uh, apparently George Lopez in movies just plays like the love doctor character, yeah. where, where he just goes around like giving people love advice. I guess, don't get me wrong, he sounds sexy as all hell, so um, I, I respect the shit out of that. Uh, thank you very much, Alyssa. Be careful. I will do. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, sorry, Alexander, what, what did, what did, what, what, why did Alyssa ask you to be careful? Oh, because she very kindly got me a meatless breakfast sandwich. However, there's egg in it, and she's allergic to egg. So she's asking that I, uh, in bed, don't make <laughs> so you don't So you don't kill your sick. girlfriend by spilling egg. <laughs> much. I, I, it's a dark situation to laugh at, but I really like the idea of you having to go to the hospital. Like, yeah, fuck, I got egg in the bed. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, you they're, like they're in the jungle. Like George that. Lopez as the toucan um, is going to try and help them learn to fly. Um, before we progress with the plot, there is just a bit of this that I that really annoyed me. Um, so they they try to jump off a, a cliff uh, to to fly, but you know Jesse Eisenberg is a little, little coward; he can't do it. But they land on a hang glider. <laughs> they land on a guy who's hang gliding by, and he's like, "Wow, this is amazing!" And they fly by Christ the Redeemer. Now, 
Al, have you ever seen Christ the Redeemer? For people who don't know, Christ the Redeemer is the, the big, if you remember the Rio Olympics or the Rio World Cup, uh, the Brazilian World Cup, like it, the dude, the Christ that's 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 on top of the mountain. Do, do you know what's pretty famous about uh, Christ the Redeemer? Um, It's pretty high. It's pretty big. Pre- pretty, pretty fucking high. It's pretty fucking big and it's on top of a mountain. Where did this hang glider jump from that he is swooping down on Christ the Redeemer? Where has he come from? <laughs> he must have flown from miles away and has just been slowly declining. He's jumped out of a plane with his fucking hang glider. Anyway, that really annoyed me. But they fly around um, uh, uh, Christ the Redeemer. Um and then they end up in the city where uh, Carnival is going on. Uh, yes. And um, they re-meet up uh, with Jamie Foxx and... They Will re-meet up with Jamie Foxx and the other birds. Uh, at this point, uh, Jewel and Blue... Blue's trying to flirt with Jewel. Jewel's kind of there for... Like, again, there's no there's no chemistry between these two... <laughs> <laughs> the, <laughs> these birds, yeah, they're not showing that. They don't want to fuck. <laughs> No, it's, this is such a terrible. Like, <laughs> just stop and be like, "What are we doing with our lives?" This is the dumbest film. Anyway, um, but they I, then go find it, a, they then go find Tracy Morgan who's playing wait, a dog who's lover. Before we, sorry, it is at this point that we we they get to the kind of our, uh before they meet Tracy Morgan is when they have the the party. Uh, the song it's on the um it's on the the soundtrack if you want to go and check it out. Hot Wings, uh, which uh features Anne Hathaway, Jamie Foxx, and Will I Am. And now the plot version of this is that you know they're they're playing samba music and and Jesse Eisenberg starts moving to it. He doesn't understand why, but he likes it. Now this song opens up. Jamie Foxx he has a verse. Well we got we've got the chorus. I want to party. I want to samba. I want to party. I want to samba. I want to party and live my life. Live my life. I want to party and fly. Whatever. It's a chorus. Then Jamie Foxx, he has a verse. It's fine. It's great. I'm going to fly just like a bird. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, let me fly like a rocket then. Let's fly so high I need to come down for oxygen. Because then we start it, baby. Ain't no stopping then. Or whatever. He carries on. It's fine. Then in comes Will I Am. And again, this is supposed to be... Uh, firstly, my main issue is with this is this supposed to be traditional samba music and it's just fucking not. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Will I Am comes in. <sighs> And 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 Will I Am comes in with his his incredible lyrics of, I'm that samba samba, master master, master master master, who shouts out, I'ma get your blaster blaster, blaster blaster, blaster, you dance fast, but I dance faster, faster 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 faster. You're too slow. You need to catch up. You can dance and dance, but I... Then we go back into the, uh, the, the, the chorus. I want to party. I want summer, blah, blah, blah. And then the chorus ends, and Anne Hathaway comes in. And you thought you thought that, that wordsmith Will I Am was going to be outdone by, uh, by Anne Hathaway. She comes in with the lyrics. She does. <laughs> I understand that she doesn't write it, but she does come in, and all she says is hey 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 liar liar uh, not liar as in l-i-r-a-r by the way al uh, i'm fairly sure your audio has stopped at least on the zoom um i'm I, I mean i can't currently hear you al you might still be recording i can't currently hear you i'm just gonna keep on recapping these lovely lyrics while you fix that uh, so we have liar uh, l-a-y-a rather than l-i-a-r uh, liar four times we then have hey again and then we have liar, 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 liar. And then we have hey, 
followed by five more haze, followed by six more haze, followed by four more haze. And and I still cannot hear Alexander. Uh, so while he, I, I'm hoping he's still recording and then I don't have to do it. Oh, I can hear him now. And have you been recording that whole time? No, my it, it was recording, but then it wasn't making any sound. So okay. I had to take the mic out and put it back in. So this is where we are now. Okay. So uh, okay. Um, uh, cool. So, um, hey, Al, respond to me really quickly. Hi. Okay. Respond to me slightly quicker so I can use this as an edit point to understand. <laughs> hey, Al. Hi, Jamie. Okay, cool. I'm just going to have to fucking edit that. That's going to be great fun. Sorry, listeners. Anyway, my point was, dear Alexander, uh, this song sucks. This song fucking sucks. Will I Am sucks on it. He co- it's fucking oh, Jamie, awful. Jamie, sorry, you hate the wordsmith behind the hit song, Let's Get Retarded. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying that I expected more, but I'm still fucking angry about it. Jamie, I am still, I'm still amazed that someone in year of our love, somewhere in the, the decade of the 2020s, released a song, I'm not going to repeat the name now again, but which they had to... Within months, change the name to "Let's Get It Started in Here," which is just objectively a much better name and like title for a song. It's a good song. I cannot believe they released that as the goddamn song name. Will I Am is dumb as shit. Um, yeah. other, rich um, man, very good at what he does. Yeah, very. Dumb. So I like it. It's part of my issue with with this whole movie, and I'll sort of loop back to this when we talk about the movie in general. But um, uh, one of my biggest issues with this movie is that. Um, uh, it it like it's trying to be all about Brazilian culture, you know. We're, we're, it's it's even directed and written by a Brazilian, but none of it is actually respectful to Brazilian culture. They, they their big samba song is just fucking will I am auto tuned going I'm the samba master master master, and it fucking sucks. And yeah, so I mean, like I say, I'll, I'll 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 come back to it, but that that just annoys me that it that, that it's trying to be all about Brazilian culture, but through its cast and through its decisions, it's not being really fucking respectful of Brazilian culture uh, at all, um, which is just annoying. But it's not the most annoying thing about this movie. Uh, that's just that it's very boring. So um, you like you say they meet Tracy Morgan, um, who's playing a bulldog. Uh, who's I- I'll give them credit to the animating team. The slobber on this bulldog is gross. Yeah. It's viscerally disgusting. The slobber that is hanging off of the bulldog, and that's the point. Um, but anyway, Al, I've, I've been I've been taken over. You, you, you. I'll go back into it. Jamie. Thank you for taking over as my audio was dying on me. So I oh, appreciate guys, that. don't worry. I totally didn't edit out bits. We've definitely only had one break so far. <laughs> so look, um, at this point, he then breaks the chain between the two, uh, like that Fleetwood Mac song. The chain is broken. Um, at this point, the two are free. However. Uh, they are being pursued by the birds once again. Uh, they get free. They kind of fly out. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg still can't fly. Uh, Jewel can. She's like, I'm free. This is great. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg is like, okay, I'm going to be, I'm sad. I'm going to go back to my owner. And she's like, it's not my fault you can't fly. And look, I don't want to get too deep into this. This is obviously too dumb to get too deep into. But in bird world, this has to be the same thing as a disability, right? Because if so, if I was like... I don't know if I had a girlfriend in a wheelchair and she was like, oh, I guess you don't like, I guess you want to go live in the jungle. Well, I can't be with you because I can't fly. 
And she was like, it's not my fault you can't walk. That's a really dickish thing to do. Um, yeah. So, banned evil character. At this, jo- at this point, uh, George Lopez is like, but you got to be together. And he's like, no, I don't want to. Uh, Anne Hathaway gets kidnapped by the bird poachers who are going to smuggle the... Oh, God, for God's sake. They're going to smuggle the, the animals out through um, the, a, the a big... Float in, the big a float in the carnival parade. Um, it is also, at this point, uh, God, there's been a subplot all going all the way through. Uh, the young boy who smuggled the birds... Uh, to the smuggler um, felt guilty and has been trying to help the owner and the uh, professor find them um, all the way through so they're going through the carnival too to try and find them. this is where everything is collapsed like colliding in on each other Jesse Eisenberg goes to try and save uh, Anne Hathaway um, he finds her however there's a big kerfuffle he has to make a choice between going back to his owner or going after Anne Hathaway uh, his owner who is now uh, dressed up like a, a blue macaw in like a carnival uh, style outfit uh, and through, whoa, she's fooling around trying to get through the crowd. She's actually ended up dancing. Mm-hmm. And, oh boy, the scientist is fucking rock hard. Oh yeah, <laughs> he, 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 he really likes these bird people. He's just a guy, he's just a, he's a man and he knows what he wants. And what he wants is birds. All right, Jamie, I think I think we all know what we want. And what all we want is birds. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah I can hear you okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, dear listeners, you may have, no, no, what you didn't get is on the video. Is I just looked bored shit. No, it, no, no, it wasn't even that. It was I was looking at my audio track and like sometimes it takes a while, a while for it to pop in. And I, I I saw you and I was just like, oh no, I hope that I'm not going to again. Jesus Christ. No, no, anyway, no. That was just me being was, done with this movie. That is fair enough. They get to the end. They fight. Uh, the the Jermaine Clements bird gets caught in a repeller. You think he's dead? He's not. Spoilers. The birds escape. Uh, they take down the plane hilariously and they free all the birds. Um, at this point, Jesse Eisenberg and Anna Hathaway decide to live together. Uh, the um, uh, well, we did, we did, we did get, of course, the 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 big he flies. Jesse Eisenberg, he can fly he, now. He can fly. He used he, at the very last minute, just before they plummet to their death. Uh, he saves um, uh, Anne Hathaway, uh, and he can fly now. Isn't that great? Uh, so yeah, as you say, we get we get we get the end, and then we get a post credit fucking scene uh, for Rio. Um, where they're all happy living in the jungle. Um, Anne Hathaway and um, Jesse Eisenberg have had kids. Um, and I believe uh, Linda and, and the, the scientist man who's horny for birds um, are also together. So that's that fucking movie. Uh, Jamie, let's talk about it. So we'll, we'll crack on. Obviously, when we talk about these things, uh, we give some rankings. I'm just going to say this up front. Uh, we ranked, first of all, on the film out of five, Anne Hathaway's performance out of five, the Anne Hathaway sweetheart ometer. That's how much we think Anne Hathaway in this is America's sweetheart out of five. And then we decide whether or not it goes into our blank spank. We have a, fun, a few other things to do in there. For example, beforehand, we often do a little game of anagrams. Anagrams. I well, have and what one. anagram can you make out of Rio? So, Jamie, in this, uh, Jesse Eisenberg is trying to uh, seduce uh, Anne Hathaway. Yeah. What I what I would recommend to any of my friends, uh, if they want to seduce, uh, you know, and Hathaway or specifically, lady, or just anyone? Or, well, well, no, no, a, a person of their choice uh, who is you know uh, seems to be interested in them. You're just going to walk up but over to them, and you say, "I row." <laughs> now, now, Alexander, uh, let's take a hypothetical scenario where I am I am single, uh, and I I want to take you up on this um, uh, on this offer. Um, not offer. You, I want to take you take this advice. Um, yeah. Do I? Do I have? Does it have to look convincing? <laughs> 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 or can I just do this with my current physique? 
Well, here's the thing. If you want it to be a surefire method, it helps. It certainly helps, all right? If you want to walk up in your toplets and you look like you wrote <laughs> every day, that would probably help. Um, I, I did not come up with one because uh, I, I, it's fucking Rio. I assumed we weren't doing it. I'm so excited oh. for Rio 2. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, like, I... I'm I'm potentially exaggerating my issues with this movie about uh, it being disrespectful to Brazilian culture because it's a fucking dumbass cartoon and but I think you should hold if if you're going to make your entire cartoon called Rio and about Brazilian culture it just kind of sucks a little bit for it to to for you to take the opportunity you know you can't get away with casting the actual human hispanic people as as white people but they know they can get away with casting some bankable white stars like there aren't plenty of latin american stars who could be equally as um as uh good I, for the box sure. office i i do want to throw cast. that like i know we've mentioned kind of white a few times like uh, Brazil is a country which has been colonized a lot, and there are lots of like a lot of the people. It's same as Argen- similar to Argentina, although it is more diverse. It is certainly more diverse. I don't want to suggest that there aren't um, like Afro-Brazilian people. There are, and like it's a very diverse country, but there are also quite a lot of white people in. Yeah, abso- absolutely. But but you're right. There are a lot, n- a lot n- of none of those white who... Brazilians are also in this movie. These these are all uh, white Americans with no I... connection to the the place that this film is so, supposed to be so let's let, let's flip around on that because like i i agree with you in a sense right i think i like a film i think a film such as um uh a film which is uh, which a lot of people have problems with but like i love dogs which i think at least says hey for people who are brazilian in this uh, who are japanese in this movie they are just speaking japanese right yeah and there's no subtitles or anything like that they're just speaking japanese that's that's how it's done dogs speak english uh because they're being translated for the audience um and uh the there are some english-speaking characters or translators in the movie who translate japanese people yeah i think at least in that it has people i i kind of prefer i know that's not a that is a kid's movie but also not a, not in a lot of ways but it's I kind of like that style of doing things. I think another flip side of that of like, let's say Isle of Dogs is secretly, as much as it's an animated you know, stop motion movie, secretly for adults. Uh, a good example then is something like Coco, which yeah. uh, does have a, you know, not everyone's necessarily from Mexico, but like has a, has a cast of actors who are Spanish speaking or like, yep. I believe uh, many of whom are Spanish speaking. Um, it's, and they, everyone in context to each other makes sense yeah right and i like that let let me link this to you alexander imagine if disney took the decision to cast brave with a bunch of english people that Um, would like that would have been unless kelly yeah kelly mcdonald is i double check this kelly mcdonald is scottish no, uh, I'm looking. Kelly MacDonald is a Scottish actress, best known for her roles in Train Spotting, uh, Nanny McPhee, Harry Potter, Deathly Hallows, and Brave. Um, and then I mean, it's I... also got Billy Connolly and Robbie Coltrane and Craig Ferguson. I'm not saying the whole. Uh, is Emma Thompson Scottish? Am I? No, Emma Thompson's not Scottish. Yeah, Emma Thompson's got not. So it's not an entirely in- no, no, uh, no, Scottish but, but... cast, but there's sure. a lot of Scottish people in there. And I'm sure a lot of Scottish people would have been pretty fucking annoyed if this film that's all about like Scottish heritage uh, was I just had a bunch of. Here's my thing. I don't know. I... Yes, but I remember his. So this is probably something which you won't necessarily have 
know growing up in England at the time. Although, actually, you would have been in St. Andrews, so maybe you would have. Um, uh, but Brave, when it was coming out, had such a big push by the Scottish government, right? Like, yeah. it, there was a massive marketing push around it and all that kind of jazz. And and I wanna I wanna say at the top of this, uh, like you know, the, as much as I am Scottish, I'm, I'm proudly Scottish. Um, I lived in Scotland for the majority of my life. Um, I yes, recognise just because he doesn't sound like it. Uh, he, yeah, <laughs> he exactly. Is Scottish. Well, exactly. But but what I mean to say is like what I'm basically saying is like, look, if Ellen comes in next week and says secretly everyone in Scotland does love Brave and they never told me, I wouldn't be surprised. However, I haven't ever really Brave is not a film that I think has been like. Or at least, in my experience, was like co-opted by Scottish people as like this is our film kind of thing. If you know, that's what I mean. absolutely fine. Nor, nor would I expect them to. But I, I know a lot of Scottish people, and if fucking Eddie Redmayne was was starring in Brave, Scotland would have been furious, <laughs> um, and, no, and justifiably so. Uh, and so I, I just think. I just think it kind of sucks for this movie to recognize that it can, uh, it, well, it can because it, it made a fuckload of money and it got a sequel. But, but, it can get away with casting a bunch of white sure, people. In, in but here's world. the flip side. That is a thing which only exists because we speak, because Scotland, uh, other than Scots, like Scotland speaks the same language as the, as the culture which made the thing. So the culture which made it was American and they're yeah. making an American product about Scotland and they can high Scottish taxes. Brazil is, speaks many languages, primarily Portuguese. In Brazil, the language they will have heard that film will have been Portuguese and will be with Portuguese actors. Yeah. Which is to say, I don't think people in Brazil would have been pissed about that because the version they got will have been correct. Now, I agree that, like, that's why I'm going back to Coco, which is to say, well, actually, it doesn't really matter because what it does is it adds to the flavor of the thing. And, like, I think Jesse Eisenberg being... uh, I think... Even Jesse Eisenberg, or you could even just say that, like, Anne Hathaway's bird was, like, she speaks Brazilian. But she, 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 she speaks Portuguese, Portuguese at some point. I don't know whether that's Anne Hathaway speaking Portuguese. Uh, it sounds it like well it, be. But, but sure. But you could just have those two be the big two actors. You don't need you don't need any of the other co-stars I like i don't know what no. will i am is bringing this into the marketing o- I guess. other than making the song worse yeah. um and less brazilian um right that that that's i, I didn't expect to spend so much time on that but sure. i i think i think your your we point agree. about in brazil it would be watched with a portuguese uh portuguese speaking cast is is a decent one uh but i yeah i just think they could have done better it's not it's not the worst thing about this movie to move on to, no, to no, more yeah, yeah, qualitative yeah. I, assessments I, I, of this movie. That, the worst thing about this movie is it's fucking boring. It's, it's boring. just it's boring. Dull. It's dull. It's dull. The best thing about this movie, and I will say this now, it's pretty well animated for the time. Like, it's yeah. not It's not yeah, no, Toy yeah, Story 4, but the the, hey, it's eight years before Toy Story whatever, six years before Toy Story 4. Yeah. Well animated. Um, it is just the, dull. And again, yeah. I don't, I don't, I made a lot of money, so I'm probably wrong. I just kind of don't believe that kids want to watch a movie about birds fucking. Like, <laughs> I, I just don't think that's necessarily the most engaging. Like that that That's what I find bonkers. Fine, I could get this movie doing well. Alice in Wonderland, the Tim Burton Alice in Wonderland did well. But the second one did not, which clearly shows that people did not have that much love for the first Alice in Wonderland. It just made a lot of money because it was like a huge project. The second one of this mo- of this movie has a similar budget and makes a similar amount of money, which is bonkers to me because that means clearly... People wanted to see more of this, and I just don't get it. They're, like you say, there's no chemistry between Jesse Eisenberg and and Anne Hathaway. And I 
I really like Jesse Eisenberg. I think he's he's a a really good actor that plays. Um, I mean, I'm maybe just biased because he's in uh, one of my favorite movies in the Social Network, but um, I think it doesn't work for this film. This weird character that i don't root for because he's a freaking big old nerd <laughs> like i don't like not to be too mean to any nerds i'm dating a nerd but sure. this guy's a, a i just i jamie, don't jamie you've played disco elysium you are also in a way a nerd yourself disco elysium <laughs> is the nerdiest possible to gain today that's fair um but like i i don't want to support this fucking wet fish of a goddamn bird um and and when he comes to his heroic moment it's just like, oh, well, yeah, I know this moment's going to come at the end sure. of the movie, whatever. So here's, here's my thing on that. Like, the hero's journey of a character going from to, to, to dust off Joseph Conrad to the hero's journey of, like, you have to have the destructive hero, which he very much fits into the archetype of, who eventually takes on the mantle of, like, adventure and goes out into it. It's, it's cool. And he does a lot of those things. Um, the issue is, for me, just that, like... <sighs> Is that no one in this film is in it? Like, it's not just that like Jesse no. Eisenberg is boring. It's that like everyone in this film kind of like talks like they recorded it three years apart from each other. No one has any real chemistry, and look, that's how a lot of recordings done. I'm not blaming that recording process. That's how it's done for most films. Pixar is the exception, that kind of thing. But I don't. I'm not. I'm not engaged in this romance. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'm tell not you, engaged I've, in the I've, adventure. No. Not so, at all. And I'll tell you, I, like, I've, I've shat on uh, him uh, appearing in this movie because I think the musical side of it sucks. When Jamie Foxx and Will I Am are on screen, at least they're bringing some fucking energy. That, like, they, yeah, they, they inject movie. some fucking, like, they, yeah. it's a kid's movie and, and Will I Am, like, he just comes in and he's like, I'm going to fucking play, play, to the, play to the rafters or whatever you say. Yeah. And, and they bring some energy and it, it, it makes, it's, it's not fun, but they make it feel like it's fun. <laughs> they give the illusion of a of a fun, engaging movie in no, those I, moments. I'm one hundred percent on board. And, right, and so no let's, one else let's give some scores. Like. So yeah, so I will give it a. I'm going to give it a, a hard two. I, I think it's well animated. So, which is let's be honest here, the majority of the job of an animation. I just don't think it's an engaging film. So two. yeah, uh, I I think I'm going to have to give it a flat two as well. Uh, I, I that that ties it along with with valentine's day and puts it just below alice in wonderland and i feel that uh, that feels right to me what did i give alice um, in wonderland you you are on a poor streak you also gave that a two uh, so i oh, i, I want to say since since the devil wears prada um in fact in general this is just Anne Hathaway, do better. But since the devil wears prada you gave becoming jane two get smart two rachel getting married four Passengers 2, Bride Wars 1, What Valentine's Day 2, Alice in Wonderland 2, Love and Other Drugs 2, Oscar Ceremony 2, Family Guy 1, Rio 2. I it's not go going and, well, I my guy. I go back and give uh, Rachel Getting Married a higher score related to this. Oh, um, yeah. like, like she's, a man, gonna be better, she's gonna be in better films very soon. Like, fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've got Dark Knight Rises coming up. We've got Lay Miz coming up. Those we've got, all we've got But God, could you imagine? Like, neither of us put Rachel Getting Married in the stash away. Could you imagine if Rachel Getting Married came out at the ru- after this run? Yeah, we would, we would be, be like, fuck me, Rachel Getting Married, best movie I've ever fucking seen. Well, it's, <laughs> it, it always sucks, but like, I feel bad in the sense of I know at some point, I think she got scammed by her partner. Didn't, wasn't she married to someone who, like, stole a bunch of money off her? Who, Anne Hathaway? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like as um, someone who uh, hosts an Anne Hathaway podcast, I should know this. Um, but so no, like, I, what I, I don't know is like if she needs to do it like, in the same way that the, the classic way of Noah Bombok writing Madagascar three to pay for his divorce. I don't know if it's the case that she had to do a load of films and just make some money quick. Uh, maybe she uh, so in so she began a romantic relationship in 2004 with Italian real estate uh, developer Raffaello Folieri in June 2008 Folieri was arrested on charges of defrauding investors out of millions of dollars in a scheme which he posed as the Vatican's real estate agent <laughs> yeah. this is amazing um, uh, oh, holy shit that's bonkers um, yeah, yeah may- anyway. maybe anyway hilarious <laughs> uh, so at this How point weird. then she uh she proceeds to anyway, so, so I, I don't know if she needs to make any money I, I hope that's the answer i hope that's the reason i hope it yeah know, that, i mean that would be... these it's... these sorts of big animated movies are a real easy gig for an sure. actor oh, yeah. like like and unless it's unless it's a pixar or whatever where there's a big amount of prestige behind it and you really want to give a big performance i mean i've alluded to it earlier fucking james corden pisses out an animated performance two times a year and yeah. i'm sure he gets paid six figures to do every single well, one I, look as always right the, the thing about animated work is like i remember for i believe it's what for james l jones doing star wars uh, at least the first one was not paid nearly enough, but it is something like he was like paid something like sixty grand for six hours work. Now, obviously, that's not enough for playing Darth Vader. That's not enough for being <laughs> Darth Vader. But what I'm saying is, is like the actual like pay to time ratio is incredibly high. Um, yeah, especially when they're doing this. Um, we then move on to Anna Hathaway's performance. I think it's completely forgettable too. Yeah, I like uh, I. I think I have to go flat too as well because it just puts it just below Alice in Wonderland, um, which which again just seems to make sense to me. Yeah. Um, we then move to America's Um She's not American in this. She's she's playing a Portuguese <laughs> character, although she just sounds like Anne Hathaway, uh, which means zero. Yeah, strong zero, strong strong zero. Um, I'm I'm glad we we don't often fully agree, but we're 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 pretty much, we're pretty much across the board the same so, here. Uh, but this is where we're definitely yeah. going to change. I'm sure we have the Anne's man's list, the the where we are uh, ranking from top to bottom mm-hmm. Anne Hathaway's love interest. Sure. Uh, so we have Jesse Eisenberg, of course. Yes. Um. Uh. Now, now, Al, I'm just going to point out that we might be recording some episodes non-chronologically. Sure. And so there might be it's some fine. people in it's your not, list who are not in your list right now. Not, a, not, a, not around an AP on the list. So I, I've actually okay. put, I put Jesse Eisenberg in. Um, okay. It's uh, Jesse Eisenberg is coming in below Venom from Valentine's Day. That's, of course, Topher Grace and Valentine's okay, Day. Okay, yeah. Uh, but above Maxwell Smart. Oh, that. Oh, interesting. Um, I actually have those flipped around in mind. So uh, Max, Max Power from Get Smart uh, is above tova grace in in valentine's day but i think he's got to go lower um because he, he's just a fucking damp cloth i hate him uh so i'm gonna put him just below the ghost from passengers and just above chris pratt which is actually pretty low because below chris pratt you then get into literal scumbag territory with yeah. the faux gangster from havoc uh the baron from the cat returns of course scumbag because he's a cat and other we can't take wait what am i talking about what am i talking about he's got to go just above the baron uh because <laughs> i have to stick with he's a bird and otherwise shouldn't date a bird but 
Uh, no, wait, he's not going to go above the Baron. He's going to yeah, go below, below the Baron. He's below the Baron. He's going to go just above Lawrence Fox. <laughs> the only thing worse than an animal is Lawrence Fox. But the Baron, at least, is a sexy animal. Um, Jamie, so... he's not an animal. He's an animal statue, you goddamn idiot. <laughs> How many times do I have to say this? Um, so uh, I'm interested to see whether Jesse Eisenberg from Rio 2 comes higher or lower than Jesse Eisenberg from Rio well, 1. Well, now he can fly. He's sexy, right? Um, anyway, oh, that's a good point. So uh, we then ask the central question. Jamie, is this going in your Hathaway stash? Is this going in your stash away? Come on. do the. I know you don't know. Are you going to stash this movie away? Am I going to stash this movie away? No, I'm not going to fucking stash this movie Neither away. Neither am I. What are you going to stash um, away instead, buddy? Oh, why, why do I never fucking think? Um, have you got something? Because I don't. Um, I, I always have something. Don't worry. Uh, what yeah. I'm going to stash in is uh, uh, armchairs. All right, I've not had an armchair for a year and a bit now. Uh, it's been very sad. I love a good armchair, Jamie. And for the first time in my life, we're moving in a couple of weeks. And for the first time in my life, I am at a place where uh, the furniture I ha- will have is new stuff that we're getting. Oh, that's exciting! And is not what what I think has historically happened with me, which is just I moved from uni. And then I got everything from, like, I was kind of that right generation in my wider family that a bunch of people had crap they needed to get away, like, they needed to get rid of. So they were like, um, one of a sofa? Which, a few of which is in my flat now. I have uh, so I have your rug and I have your uh, wooden pallets. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, very fancy. And and that is how I decorated my flat for a long time. And then I moved here and had no property. And so we've been living very kindly with the lovely stuff of my uh, current flatmates. But uh, in the new place, we'll be having new stuff, some of which are some very nice armchairs that got Facebook Marketplace. And that is my interior decoration recommendation for everyone. Uh, if you want to uh, get some, often not banned crap, is go on Facebook Marketplace, offer half the amount which is uh, advertised, and uh, work your way slightly up from there. <laughs> See, as someone who is still desperately clinging to the possibility of you moving back to this country at some point you buying furniture in canada is not the ideal progression for me to be honest <laughs> buying furniture that's a pretty long no one buys furniture and then's like fuck gotta sell this furniture in two weeks <laughs> one i can always ship it over for an extremely expensive amount <laughs> and you know two here's my thing jamie all right i was i was owed two years of canada of which I've had two years of being stuck indoors in Canada. I am at very least getting two decent years from this goddamn country. Oh, I'll give I'll give you eighteen months. I'll give you eighteen months. <laughs> um, uh, I'm going. Fuck! I had an idea and then it's gone. Um, oh, for catcher bread. I might have done this before. I've uh, done but, that certainly. But is, my, it from, is it from uh, Brockwell Blind? It's not from Brockwell Blind. My my mum has learned that I like focaccia from when we were uh, staying with her during lockdown. Um, we would often get focaccia because focaccia is fucking great. But that means now whenever I go and visit them for like lunch or whatever, uh, which I've been fortunate to be able to do uh, a couple of times recently, she will buy just a fuckload of focaccia. And it's just like, hey, we just like have this here if you want to take it. I'm like, fucking hell, all right. But that's way too much. But then today I did take that and I sliced it in half. And I made a fucking focaccia sandwich. And oh my god! Thank. We, oh my god! It's we, this record uh, happened later than it normally does, so it is almost eight pm here, and I haven't had dinner. But I'm fueled by that focaccia, baby. Mm-mm-mm. Still going strong. Let's Series go. But also, cards. let's go. Let's go. All right. <laughs> Please, so let's course, go. <laughs> if you want to uh, listen to us, obviously, you can follow us at Jamie P. Loxton and at Al underscores, underscore, uh, at Al underscore C's underscore stuff. You can also follow us at uh, Blanksbank on Twitter and at, at Blanksbank Blank Pod. Pod. On Come on. 
uh, sorry, at Blanks on uh, Twitter and at Blanks uh, Bank on uh, Instagram, you can uh, then proceed to do what God intended you to do. That is, go out to spread the word. All right, guys. I can't get home to the UK until all of you download this podcast. This is just a fun fact. All right, one download <laughs> equals one ability for you to get vaccines. And as soon as you get vaccines, we can get enough vaccines in Canada that I can get vaccinated. I can't see anyone I love until you download the podcast. That's just the fun fact about it. Jamie, we've already had one vaccine. I don't know what outdoors looks like. I sometimes stare at the ceiling and just think, wow, is that the star of United Sky? What you're going to do is you're going to go to give us a rating. I want you to scroll on your bathroom wall five stars. And if that doesn't work, then I want you to go onto your phone. And I want you to give us five stars wherever you listen to this podcast. It'd be much appreciated. You, 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 sorry, I stopped paying attention. I thought, you, I thought you were on a tear and you just stopped right in the middle. <laughs> um... So yes, thank you for joining us for this boring old movie. Uh, oh, we promise we had we a good time have... talking about it. Yeah, we had a great time talking about it, and we're going to have a great time next week. Please do join us next week uh, as we are reviewing uh, Anne Hathaway on The Simpsons. And, well, people who have listened to season one where we reviewed The Simpsons movie, maybe we'll have a, a special guest back to talk about The Simpsons. Uh, I don't know why I'm making it. And we got Corey back next week. It's, it's going to be a great fun episode, uh, so please do join us next week. Uh, to hear a bunch of grown men talk about why The Simpsons isn't as... Isn't as why, why shit isn't like how we were when we were young? Back in my day, <laughs> uh, so the age was that. three pounds. <laughs> uh, which will make me feel even older than I do at the ripe old age of 27, almost turning 28. I'm sorry if I have any. we have any older listeners, but I genuinely think we probably don't. <laughs> Other than maybe your mum, I think I'm probably the oldest person that listens to this podcast. Um, so, yeah, join us next week for that. Uh, and from me, Jamie, and my co-host, Al, there's one more app in the bank. We go to Rio, Rio, and Rio de Janeiro. That is the city. Blank's Bank. <laughs>